Thanks for taking the time. Uh, we're you're obviously, I'm assuming, heading to Val di Fiemme. Yep. Yeah, we are about 45 minutes into the two two plus hour drive. I'm going to continue on this trend. Let's start with the guy's side. Um, you know, Gus Schumacher posts with a, a 15th today. I had a, a quick chat with him uh, a few minutes ago. But tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the last 24 hours, just maybe a little bit of jolt of stoke and excitement um, with his performance and, yeah, coming into today. Yeah, you know, of course, having uh, Rosie and Jesse or Jesse and Rosie gone one, two, um, uh, it was another easy day to fall into the shadows. But I think we, as a team, wanted to make sure we acknowledged uh, his first career top 15. Uh, and it was a big race. And uh, and so we had a little toast last night. The hotel uh, sponsored us uh, sort of a ceremonial bottle or two of Prosecco. Uh not a whole lot of the athletes imbibed, but uh, a few of us staff did. Um, and so we had, good. we had a nice, it was, it was a pretty festive vibe last night. And uh, it has been uh, pretty mellow. And we've just had our own eating room. And it's just been nice and relaxed. And so I feel like the team was prepared for today. And uh, a lot of people had good days. Yeah. So before we get to the good days, let's talk a little bit about um, waxing and conditions. So I think you mentioned yesterday, talking about, you know, maybe slightly below freezing possibility of glazed tracks. And I think that's how things manifested. But can you tell us about, you know, the weather and how you approached uh, kick waxing today? Yeah, this is a tricky venue. And I think we ended up on the safe side of tricky today. Uh, it was flirting with it because there's a south facing hill, which is kind of the marquee hill. And uh, the sun blasted it a few times and it quickly greases up and glazes but uh for the most part there's a band of clouds low on the horizon and so uh it stayed in the hard wax conditions and we had a few waxes that were running well i think for the most part the athletes uh were happy with their skis in some cases very happy with them you know from i know you're you're involved with all the meetings um and i'm just curious from the, you know we think of a traditional pursuit start as you know time back for the overall but today's race was just time back from yesterday you know the start positions were based on time back from just stage 4 yesterday's race if i'm correct yeah is that is that more That's of right. a television production That's right. choice or you know i'm just curious how that decision was made or yeah i think when you have a, a a pursuit start in the middle of the tour the gaps would be uh, so so large that it would it would be a fairly uneventful pursuit and so uh you know for instance on these small loops just 3.3k loops today you have to have a wave at some point because if somebody's eight minutes back at this point because they've had a couple bad days then right. they're gonna get lapped by bolshenov or by uh jesse in that lead pack so uh, that's why they do it. Any observations you had about Gus out there today and, you know, maybe from your conversation post-race about, you know, how things are, obviously things are going well. Yep. Yeah, it was a really strong day. Uh, you know, I was having a chat with a couple of the coaches afterwards, like if there was, uh, in hindsight, a way that he could have ended up ninth because he was in contact with uh, Hugo uh La Palooza, we've been calling it, but uh, La Palouse, I think it is. Uh, and so the, their pack was 9th to 15th, I think. And Gus did a fair amount of driving. Uh, but because he did a fair amount of driving, Colonia uh, in that pack did not catch him. It came, it came within two seconds. 
So I don't know that there was a way where Gus could have skied it um, much better uh, to get a better result. I think he, he charged hard for three laps and got a little bit tired, lost a little contact on the last lap, and sprinted it out with Terencia, I believe. Um, but really happy with his day. He was 19th time of day, which is awesome. And... Uh, He's pretty stoked. He's in doping control. We had to leave him behind. Yeah, that's what he had said. He's going to have some, quote, blood pulled. Yeah. Jesse had a fall. And can you talk a little bit about what sort of details you gathered about that? And she obviously righted herself and didn't lose any time. Uh, but anytime there's a fall, you know, there's the possibility of, you know, broken ski, broken pole, broken athlete, right? So, yeah, what went on there? Uh, it was a few moments of stress, uh, but it was just a, uh, it was a pretty benign crash where the track was uh, kind of through just a little rolling section. I think she blew out of the track and just lost her balance and sat down. Uh, it was no, no, the, the equipment sustained no damage, body sustained no damage. And all that happened was it allowed the, the three athletes behind her to catch up, which was uh, <laughs> not necessarily a bad thing because she'd been going pretty hard for that first lap trying to fend them off. And once they had caught her, she was able to just kind of settle and relax, regather herself, and then put together um, the final two laps. In terms of, you know, the racing, you know, Frida Carlson, you know, who who sort of disclosed yesterday that she had been injured, you know, with a with a pull-up bar, the, the, the door framing fall apart. So she is injured. She fell back today. Um, you know, Ebra Anderson has rebounded. Stupak had a great race. Um, you know, how are things from your perspective um you know playing out for the women here you know jesse and or jesse diggins and rosie brennan are still one two in the overall jesse finished third on the day and rosie just a little bit back and forth yeah you know it went uh very well we're really happy with the day uh we were pretty excited to get into some classic stages even though we tend to be as a team a little bit better at skating, I think three out of the first four stages being skating, we're ready for we're ready for three days of, of classic, and uh, particularly when we have snow like this. So um, to have Jesse within seconds of uh, first and Rosie only losing 17 seconds to first, I believe, uh, what happened was just with the last kind of climb, she let a little gap open up, and uh, the three women, Stupak, uh, Anderson, and and Diggins just were able to kind of work together and pull away from her. When you lose contact, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, but there was no real damage done. Rosie said she just felt a little tired, which is pretty standard for stage four. And uh, I think we were all happy with it. I am curious, you know, from you're going to a storied venue in Val de Fiemme and, and, and excluding the last day, which is its own kind of strange beast, you know, a mass start skate ski up a, a ski hill. Um, do you feel any anxiety or, about, you know, waxing um, and how to approach that in the next two stages, both of which are classic, you know, one being a mass start classic and one being a, a classic sprint, you know, is this a venue you do consider to be tricky historically? Uh, not historically. It's a very challenging course, um, you know, with regards to uh, the steep hills and quick downhills with not very much rest. Uh, but it's a, it's a place for the most part that has worked really well for the U.S. team. 
Yeah. So, so you don't necessarily, I mean, beyond like from a waxing standpoint, you know, in terms of like stability, historical data, historical experience, you're not someone coming to Val de Fiamme with a little bit of a, you know, and butterflies aren't always bad, right? I think they can kind of motivate people to kind of just zero in. And sometimes they can be. Yeah, that means you're, means you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it can be a little debilitating, but do you feel like, do you have butterflies coming into this venue? Uh, not at all, actually. I, I really look forward to the changes in venues. I think the, the tour <laughs> is absolutely uh, my favorite event of the year, even on an Olympic year. This is just, uh, it's such a blast to share the experience with all these other teams and fellow coaches and, and our, our own team. So it's been going great. And um, the CMA is like, if someone asked me what my favorite place to ski is or what my favorite race venue is, that's certainly in my top three. So we're, we're really excited about uh, our prospects there. We're really excited about how, how some people are um, situated in the, in the standings and, and we're ready to go. So we sent, uh, uh, before the race was over today, we actually sent three techs over to start classic testing today just to get a leg up on things and get some binder tests out of the way. And then tomorrow we'll we'll have a training day for the athletes and we'll just do a lot of testing all day with the staff. All right. Well, thank you for your time and have a good transfer. You got it. Okay. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks uh, for everybody's interest. We'll, uh, we'll do our best in these next few days.